Welcome to the Resellers Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique categories of items being bought and sold and show how research equals knowledge equals profit. And now your hosts, Russ and Mo. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Reseller Niche Podcast. Um, I'm here with my buddy, Russ. How's it going, Russ? It's going great, Mo. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, I'm on uh, allergy medicine, but I think uh, I think I'm good right now. I just had some... So, if you just pass out at the chair, should we just continue or... I'll well, wait till I'm, you hit the... <laughs> I snore, so you can probably tell I'm still not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm around. If you still hear me oh, snoring. Okay. okay. So I should be okay. <laughs> so um, I think me and Russ were kind of debating what to talk about, and we were going to try and go a little bit off path uh, from what we've talked about before. And we were going to talk about stuff we enjoy reselling because it's also kind of a hobby or an interest or something we'd love to watch or participate in or something like that. And we kind of have came to one thing we both kind of enjoy. It's kind of a play on words. We both like football, American and English or non-American football. So we're going to kind of discuss a little bit about that and then uh, kind of go from there and see where that leads in terms of what we like to sell in relation to that and uh, so forth. So do you want to get started, Russ? Well, let's, let's call it what it is, Mo. It's football and soccer. Exactly. Yeah. I, I wasn't trying to say that's yeah, football. That's, that's the easiest way to do it. Let's go football yeah, and soccer. Football and soccer. But, exactly. you know, it, it, it is funny that you say, you know, you have, I have some international friends and I'll say, oh, you know, they'll say something about football and I'll have to remember that they're talking about soccer you know they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah as my german friend says football so so it's good uh and and you are much more knowledgeable and so I, I i told you earlier i know nothing about soccer i don't well, I, I could pick i yeah i could pick up the hottest jersey and go uh you know, what i would guess Ronaldo. you know i could pick up a ronaldo jersey is he still hot uh, there's another guy called Ronaldo actually that's actually, but he, yeah, this guy's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. I can pick that up and go, Oh yeah, I've heard of that guy. And then just go, I, you know, it's not something, and it's good for me to learn that. Cause it no, is, that's good. It is that's good. There. Cause it's a lot of stuff I don't know about that, what you're going to talk about. So we can both learn from each other for a little bit. So, um, do you want to get started or? Sure. And you know, the, the thing about uh, football that you think about is yeah we all have our favorite pro teams we all have our favorite college teams uh, but one of the things i thought about and i've done a lot of reselling is in 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 the lower not lower in the starter areas yeah. you know they have peewee football leagues all throughout the country and uh, i think that's they call them or i'm sorry pop warner yeah is what they yeah. call it. yeah pop warner football you know, those kids all have to get shoes. They have to, I've, I've sold cleats. Um, yep. I've sold small pads. I've sold, um, you know, some, some other accessories on that level. And if you think about the amount of kids that are playing Pop Warner football and then into high school and into um, that, that level, there's a lot of potential sales right there. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of like it's like, like what you said. Are we're not even necessarily even talking about the playing of the game? It's preparing to play for the game and the stuff around it, kind of. Yeah, you know, because so many, uh, so many parents buy online now, and they're they're looking for that deal. And if I pick up a pair of cleats for a dollar, two dollar, um, then you sell them for twenty, twenty five, thirty if they're if they're good cleats. Yeah, you know, and they'll pay that. And because the cleats, if they go to the sports stores, those cleats are $60, $70. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a cleat store, actually. I never played uh, football. I played uh, soccer. Um, and then the first time I played it, um, I think I was seventh or eighth grade, something like that. And my mom was too cheap to buy me cleats. So she got me, I got a hand-me-down pair, which I didn't really care about. That's fine. Right. But then um, you have these shin guard things. So um, the ones I got were also hand-me-downs, but they, I don't know if you remember old shin guards. It's basically foam and a plastic little board in the front. Right, right. The foam on the back was worn out. So uh, <laughs> I basically had two pieces of plastic on my shins. And then, um, so she said, oh, it's okay. Here's some extra socks. So I used to wear three or four pairs of socks, two on the she inside, two on the outside. She begabbered you up. Yep. And she said, that's good enough. You're only going to play 12 games or whatever it was. So Right. That, that's that's smart econ family economics right there. Yes. It was so. in my household. <laughs> yeah, you take that from parents and you, man, the equipment. And then, you know, I know people that have two, three boys and they're all, you know, they're all playing a different level of Pop Warner or they're, yeah. so, and then they, then they, you know, one's in high school, one's in Pop Warner, one's in junior league, whatever. So, and boys outgrow shoes quickly in a certain period yeah. they hit 11 they hit 12 they're growing you know they're changing shoes fast so you know is it a hot selling item uh they sit you know the, the right person has to come along um i've never had a pair of cleats sell in a day but yeah yeah and and again i've sold stuff off season too i mean here we're, we're talking baseball season so I mean, it's baseball season now. We're talking football. Um, then you go up. You know, you got high school ball. Yeah. And and again, equipment to that yeah. thing because if you see a high high school football team jersey or something like that, typically they they reuse those jerseys. You're not going to see them, or you see helmets or something like that. You're not going to see those like specific for the for the team. You know, they they keep their equipment on that, but. Um, the neck rolls, there's a, there's a, a part that goes underneath your pad and it comes up and supports your neck. The linebackers like to wear, okay. you know, I'll, I'll see those. And those are typically, you know, I think the last one I found was in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, Goodwill or Paris, Kentucky, Goodwill. And I paid like $3.99. I sold it for like 50 bucks. Oh, wow. So wow. some of that, some of that equipment can get extensive uh, or you know can can make you some nice money and that sold quick okay because there, okay. there wasn't a lot out there so and, other than you know, the cleats because i know you have to obviously you have to have cleats if you were to take the cleats out of the equation because everybody knows what cleats are what are the right. other uh, i know we kind of touched on some of the other things but um you mentioned that generally a high school team's going to have its own helmet and its own kind of jersey it's, thing it, the rest you right, have to buy have, uh Typically, you're going to buy some, maybe a rib, uh, a rib protector, 
Uh, a lot of quarterbacks like to wear those, and, and receivers like to wear those rib protectors. You can find those. Um, you're going to wear some, you know, linemen are going to wear their forearm pads. Um, but forearm pads get extremely dirty. Uh, you wouldn't, most people don't buy used forearm pads. Okay. Um, yeah, on that, the neck roll stuff that I talked about, you know, that's kind of what you would buy for a high school level, level kid. Um, okay. And, you know, now, of course, you know, something else too that, to, that fits into that is all levels where, uh, you know, the dry fit underneath okay so, and that's so relatively you're, you're, new is that what did they wear before dry fit i mean i'm guessing dry fits in the last 10 15 years or yeah uh, back in the day we wore cotton okay yeah just to, just to try to get that get that off but yeah so they all wear the dry fits underneath uh this new armband thing that i see in the in certain levels i don't know what that is i don't know what that's supposed to do and now i know they do a lot of that skin stuff on the elbows now yeah where we used to you know the receivers use it that's that's a per use type thing okay but yeah uh, high school level your cleats your 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 pet your pad accessories like the neck rolls that type of thing um then you jump up to college level and that is a just think about how many college teams are out there. How many people go to a football game on Saturday? Yeah. How much how much merchandising can you see out there? I mean, oh, yeah. every time we go to the store, you see some college team. Um, sports apparel, sport, you know, hoodies. Um, and, it, you know, it's funny when, when we were in Lexington, Kentucky, I had <laughs> Kentucky is, of course, in the SEC, and I'd forgotten that they played in Lexington, and they were like, oh, there's a game today. I'm like, oh, who's playing? And they said, well, Florida, and I said, oh, who's Florida playing? Uh, Kentucky. But there was Kentucky stuff everywhere in the Goodwills up there. It's Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and if it's in good shape and you have that, and it's, it's decent price, and, you know, it's a good good shape, good outfit, Go ahead and give it a shot because there are there are fans of those teams not living in their state anymore. Um, this example, this is baseball. I have a hard time finding Cardinal hats. Okay, if that you makes know, sense. I have to, yeah, because I'm I'm in Georgia. The Cardinal St. Louis Cardinals are in you know, of course, in St. Louis. So I have a hard time finding. Them. So when I see them, I grab them. And the stores don't carry cardinal hats here, so you have to buy your sports apparel. Uh, if you're out of state, you're buying it online. Yeah. Okay. And I've sold I've sold stuff uh, from college teams all across the country. You wouldn't, you know, it'd be like an, an Alabama. Uh, I bought it. I sold an Alabama or Ole Miss tapestry bag one time that you carry to the game. I sold it. Went to like Arizona. Nice. Now, you know, you, you wouldn't think there'd be old Miss fans in Arizona, but because we're such a movable society now, you know, there's there's everything, uh, everything's open on that. And you go where the jobs are, you go, you follow your heart, you follow uh, a, a, a mate, you know, you, you can end up anywhere. That's true. That's true. That's why I got, uh, this isn't college, but I just happened to have this. This is, I think I have this for sale, but this is a, uh, that's a little seat cushion thingy 
uh, yeah, sponsored by Citibank, I guess. But yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, just, they they put yeah, you know, you there is nothing they won't put a college uh, team on. I mean, l literally any any apparel, any hat, any seat, any chair, any you know, like you, you have that that seat. Uh, who would think a tapestry bag? Uh, yeah, that's you know, true. They made it was a, a tapestry woven old Miss bag, and it sold. And it's just you you wouldn't think stuff. Now your your hats and everything, you know, that's a that's a different level. You've got to have the the good hats, vintage college hats. Um, I have found some vintage college ball caps or you know trucker caps, and man, those go quick. Because um, you know people like to wear the vintage stuff, and oh yeah, and you'll and you'll find it. You'll find some of the stuff like you. It's you're California. You'll find stuff for the SEC there. Yeah, we find a lot. Of, like I'll tell you something I find, and it's always a mismatch. Blankets, like uh, like you said, woven. Yeah. Some some of them are fleece. Some of them are kind of like uh, it's like heavy fleece. And like those, big things, those are your those are your uh, that's for your uh, big eighteen or your what do they call it now the uh, upper pack ten and the uh, what's Michigan play you know they all wear blankets up. <laughs> you need it. I mean, if you're sitting yeah. out there in what, November, December, I mean, oh, or, or October, and then you know take a take and look at the aspect of how much potential is there in the pregame. Um, you know the what do they call it? the the tailgating. You know, you got to have your team spirit. You got to have your team spirit barbecue pit. You got to have your team, you know, forks. You got to have your team plates. You got to have your team. You know, they they just go absolutely crazy for it. And down here in the south, it's a religion. And and you're graded when you die how good of an SEC fan you were. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I have to give give some of my friends shout out. ACC's in there too, but. Yeah, they. But we all know they're uh, they're they're pretenders. So, but so yeah, and it's it's just it's huge. It's so huge when you really think about the potential that you can find, um, and it's always out there. You know how much sports paraphernalia do you pass up every time you go out? It's so, everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And you're and you're right that like. Um, in your city, you're going to see obviously predominantly your area teams, colleges, universities. Right. But um, so that's why if you find something that's kind of out of the ordinary from a different place, that's kind of cool. Because obviously, I see a lot of Cal stuff, Stanford, right? Um, you know, uh, some but, other and, stuff like Santa Clara, that kind of stuff. And that's a great source because there's a lot of Cal Caltech that has gone throughout. They're such a good school that people go there from all over the country. You yeah, know, it's not yeah, a, Berkeley not a, is yeah. like it has a huge following. I mean, yeah, yeah. So you got good. that, and then you know, you, you think of like you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find equipment that college is gonna use. You know, you're not gonna sell to a college team unless you're a private label or you're a. Um, you know, they they get most of their equipment. Yeah, from a distributor from, or something. Yeah. Well, they they get it as you know sponsorships and uh, same way with the pros. You know, now if you have if you get some of that equipment, then yeah, it's sellable. Um, you know, if you had a helmet, an actual Notre Dame helmet, 
that somebody snuck out or somehow, you know, it was an old one they, they gave away. An actual game helmet, yeah, that's a viable, sellable option. Um, I've never seen any myself. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I've, se I've seen them, like, in glass cases, you know, at, like, sports stores. Because, you know, back, I want to say 15 years ago, they used to have a lot more, I don't know if they have them where you are, sports, just memorabilia stores. Yeah. And they, you'd always see, like, a glass helmet. And around here would be probably, like, a either a Raider or a Niner signed uh, yeah. thing. And then uh, you don't see them as much anymore. Um, I mean, every now and then you do. Because uh, they used to be card stores, but those those aren't really around. Yeah, there. those are the yeah the sports card stores. They kind of died out. That's that's a good point. Uh, they, you know, you think about like sports cards. There's really there's, there are some that are still valuable. But yeah, I mean go, sports you know. cards. I mean it's funny. I came here. I came to the U.S. in '89, so I just dated myself right there. But uh, it, one of the first things I got into was obviously the sports i mean i wasn't used to watching any american sports at all so uh one of my aunts got me this is a football but she got me a baseball almanac for 1989 so i read that thing from cover to cover because it has yeah. more stats than i've seen in any other sport uh by far um so i mean i i used to know that you know who won i mean i was you know uh, i liked eric davis for some reason even because he's mr 3750 and all this stuff even though he's nowhere near me but uh so that's kind of that was right at the end i want to say of the card um era i guess late yeah, they, 80s early 90s when it tanked yeah when yeah. it was still yeah now if you you know if you find older sports cards you know older football cards yeah there's going to be value in them yeah um there's always going to be value in that kind of stuff. You know, the, the Gale Sears rookie card is always going to have some value. I mean, I have a friend who deals only in cards, sports cards. And I've seen, I've taken a look at his store and it's literally like, I asked him how he's getting these. He's all, he buys them for like a hundred and he sells them for like four to five to a thousand. So um, that's kind of, you, you have to basically buy high and sell high. Because, yeah. you know, it's otherwise, I'm sure you've seen uh, thrift stores where they have boxes and boxes of, you know, oh, 80s, yeah. 90s baseball cards just sitting there. They're like, yeah. you know, and I know people have sold them. I've seen some videos recently where people sold baseball cards, but uh, it's a tough thing to do. Football cards, basketball cards, all that is really, really you, tough. You hit a diamond in the rough on those occasionally. Uh, I would say, you know, you really hit it. You can hit a diamond, but... There's just they, there's even new packs. Yeah, you can still buy hundred, you know, tons and tons of, excuse me, unopened packs everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, going back to the college level, one thing that that I that I've seen and actually there was a market for it. Everything has a has a price for the right person. Is you know they make the championship ring. Um, They'll make many levels of championship rings, you know, some for the for the uh, level one, level, you know, level two. The They used to have a national second division championship and all that. But those rings, yeah, um, they're repo. I mean, they're they're not an actual ring. Now, if you get an actual championship ring, yeah, that's that's there's some value in that. But even the reproductions, 
you know, there, somebody likes to have something like that occasionally. They, you know, Franklin Men, I think, used to sell some some reproduction rings or one of the, the Jolstons, you know, they used to sell the, the last five titles from Alabama, you know, and here's the, the set you could get. So even, you know, even the small stuff, so, so literally in college ball, everything and anything is, is, is open. Let, um, let me ask you one thing, because I remember in high school, the big deal was to, to letter, to have a letterman jacket. And I knew people that actually, maybe because this is, you know, it's not, you know, back when you had to achieve the letter to get the jacket. Right, I know people right. that had the jacket, but didn't have the actual letter or the patch or whatever they give you when you play the sport. So is that still, I mean, I've never actually seen those in thrift stores where people are selling those. I've heard to watch out for them and to grab them just because they are nostalgia. Um, I've, I've not seen one. Okay. And yeah, I mean, but I've heard to look out for them. Uh, more so on the on the high school level. Yeah, because I don't think like have in college. Or the, yeah, I don't um, think they do it as much anymore. I may be, I may be wrong, but I don't. You know, they always show up in suits and ties at the games yeah. anymore. You know. And, yeah, because uh, I know around here, because uh, we've had, you know, like every state, you get, you get an athlete that comes out of college, high school. So the high school, you know, the basketball, like around, I've seen uh, Jason Kidd jerseys. I've seen like yeah. you know who else is around. There's a couple other you know you know all the athletes. Anyone that went in the Bay Area, you see their jerseys every now and then. Um, yeah. So, but usually not. What I've seen is basketball jerseys. Gotcha. Yeah. You know another thing to think about, Mo, is um, fashion apparel that fits a college team that you wouldn't know about. Um, I think you know most people have seen. The, the gray gingham that Alabama wears. Yeah. And you'll see people with the shirt on or a hat. And what that is, is the, you know, the, the legendary coach from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, Paul Bryant, he, he wore those hats. So you'll see like that gingham in a skirt. Um, it may not have Alabama on it, but. It's the style. Man, that, that's a style, and it will sell to an Alabama fan. Uh, there's other, you know, I'm sure there, that's the only one I specifically can think of right now where, you know, you've got, what's, what's the, Clemson, is it Clemson that does the, the, uh, I am, you know, Iron Man? Yeah, 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 I think, I think I know what you're talking about. Another thing, I, I mean, who is it that had, made it famous to have the, there was a sweater he used to wear. Um, I don't know if that was... I forget. I'm forgetting. I was a football coach, but he yeah, would have uh, he would have the sweater, and everyone he'd always have that. he always had a vest, a sweater vest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, yeah. he was the uh, man. Now you're going to make me remember coaches. I can't even remember coaches now. Um, they changed the past. He was for Ohio State. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, and he wore you know always wore a, right right stuff like that. You know, think of think of that if you're if you're if you know a team. That has something like that. That's a, that's a sellable college item. Um, I have sold some, especially when I lived in Alabama. Man, I'd I'd snack up or snatch up that gingham stuff, and it'd sell. Yeah, I think around. I mean, I think the only, I guess, the biggest college. Uh, I'm trying to think of the biggest college coach from around here. Um, 
uh, my knowledge isn't that great though. So, I mean, I think of more of like uh, national team coaches, like uh, Bill Walsh actually coached at a Fremont high school, if I believe is yeah. from Fremont, yeah. Washington high school. So they always go on yeah. about, Oh, he used to coach here first. And he lived, used to live around the block here before he went to the Niners. Awesome. Yeah. See so stuff like that. And th say you found a, a picture somebody's got a yearbook with Bill Walsh as the coach. Yeah. That's a, that's a sellable item. So. Yeah. If you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. You know, just always kind of keep on the, on the sports look at it. Cause there's somebody out there that, you know, they, 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 they may pay, you never know. So, so once you get into the, into the pro level, now you're talking college does have jerseys. Um, but they, they don't tend to, you know, you typically don't wear a player's jersey in college too long. You know, he's only there a couple of years. That's true. Um, and these days, it could be one year. I mean, it could be one year. It could be, yeah. I mean, they do so. So many of them take the early out, early, yeah. early draft. Some of them. So you do, you know, you do see them, but it's not as big as when you step up to the pros. Man, I mean, how many pro jerseys have you seen that you passed up? Mo. Oh yeah, you, you see know, him everywhere. See him everywhere, and you're like, man, you know what? And of course, now you're talking nostalgia jerseys. Now you're talking, um, you know, you find a John Elway jersey, it's gonna sell. You know, somebody's gonna grab that because think about what people do with them. I've seen, you know, me being a being a minimalist. I don't. I wouldn't even dream of doing this. But this is what, you know, these guys that have these man caves, they'll have it. A jersey of every uh, every one of their favorite players. Oh yeah, you know oh, that. Uh, my I've got family up in Pittsburgh, and they've got you know they've got Star Wars jersey up on the wall, and they've got um, Terry Bradshaw's, and you know I mean it, it's just they got a Roethlisberger jersey up on the wall in a, in a frame, and so you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. The people are looking for that, and then they wear it game. The oh, yeah. merch merchandising to me is not as big in the NFL as it is in college. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's there, but they put so much of it out and it's all licensed. It's all, it's all, you know, controlled, but they, they just put so much of it out. And I typically don't, unless it's really a unique item, I don't, I don't touch them. I mean, what about like one thing I've I've gone into a little bit recently. I mean, it's hard to find them, but I, I should shouldn't say recently. Probably about five years ago, starter jackets and chalk line jackets, and yeah. um, who are the other ones? It's like I think big. I think it's Big Louie or Frank Louie or something like that. But anyways, all those satin jackets. Those are big. Yeah, those those are still big. Yeah, um, I know one of my family had a, a Raiders one out in your area and i think he got 500 for it yeah you know, easily it was a vintage so that that's yeah those jackets man you know you can find those you can source those um again you know that takes your research and one thing about when you're dealing on say when he dealt with that 500 dollars jacket it was that you know he got worked over pretty good what where are the spots what's the what's the What's the zipper like? Have you, I mean, it's for 500 bucks, it better be good. And 
know, that's what the because those guys are collectors. They're they're hardcore collectors. They're gonna they're gonna make sure that it's it's valuable. Oh yeah. And yeah. yeah so you so you're you know if you're gonna do something like that, you may want to consider selling it under market price. You know. I, I think with satin jackets, yeah. they, they kind of got flooded for a bit, and then they kind of went away. And now it's really hard to find um, ones that aren't messed yeah. up. You see a lot of threading mess up and then uh, tear. I've sold some recently. I sold the UNLV jacket, actually. And the UNLV, like the, the running Rebel, was kind of all messed up. Kind of. Yeah, and I then, remember you, sh you showed it. I saw that one. It was kind of, yeah. Yeah. Kinda but, I mean, but it, it sold. still went. Yeah, it's yeah, old. It still went. Do you remember what what profit you got on that? I bought it for under fifteen. It was twelve to fifteen dollars somewhere in there, and I think I sold it for between sixty and seventy. Yeah. So not crazy profit. I started it originally around two hundred, and it just sat and sat and sat, and then I dropped it to a hundred, and then somebody offered me seventy, I think, and then I took it. Yeah. So it did I mean, go. So it, yeah, no, it went. I, I, I had to, I mean, you have to disclose it's very obvious threading mess up there, and oh, I can't yeah. fix that. Yeah. And you, I guess it's maybe it's maybe that's town specific because yeah, I, I see Cleveland stuff, Cleveland Brown okay. stuff. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I wouldn't get Cleveland Brown because one, those fans are pretty hard on their clothes up there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, it's almost like a mosh pit from what I and I know. Hey, if you're in Cleveland, sorry, but this is the way everybody looks at Cleveland, and you know the Browns are never going to be in it, so it's just not a valuable thing. Well, now and, probably the Eagles are uh, Eagles stuff. I haven't looked at it recently, but I'm guessing that's doing pretty well. Oh yeah, so. can you imagine? Yeah, because everybody, you know, what do they say right before the Super Bowl? You you go find that stuff. You list it. It sells yep. for triple, and yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it is it is winning specific. People aren't as uh, loyal to their to their NFL team as much as they are their college team. They're loyal I think it's to the their college, college team. You, for you, life. Might, you might have gone there. You might live yeah. down the block from it. Um, not that you don't live down the block from your local sports team as well, but I think that a college is more like I don't know a Co part of the college. College hits more to the to the hometown heart or the home yeah. state heart. You know, like I said, you went there. Uh, you know, your 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 kids went there. Your dad went there. Your family. You know, one of your your grandfather went there, and your grandfather loved Georgia Tech, and that's that's where you know. So you're you're going to kind of like Georgia Tech, and you may like him for the rest of your life. You know, be loyal to him. NFL's not. They've had their problems, and yeah. It's gotten super expensive to go to a game. It's getting so their fan base is dropping. I mean, it, it's their their games are not. Yeah, but you've got certain towns that always. Oh, you know, if you if you run across Milwaukee, you know, the uh, not Brewers, um, Green Bay Packer stuff, yeah. it's going to sell. They're they I have stuff. a cheat that somewhere. Once I get done moving, I'm gonna. I have a, a little bit of memorabilia from different cities that people in my family have lived in yeah. my brother was in wisconsin so he has a he got me a cheese head years ago Wait, so that's a vintage cheese head man that it's that, from the mid 90s or the late yeah. 90s yeah vintage cheese head so and, and they and they still wear them 
Yeah. You'll watch a game. They're still wearing them. And so, you know, if they're, if they're going, if they've been going to games for 20 years with their cheese head, they're looking for that cheese head, Mo. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, my friends would always borrow it for Halloween because you, you don't really see, I mean, now maybe you see them all over the place. But back then, you didn't. Right. So I had a Favre jersey and I had a cheese head. So they'd always, uh, borrow, they'd always borrow those and go to Halloween together. And back in the nineties, that was when, you know, Favre was, Favre was good. Favre so was they, the man, and they so. always, they always did the Lambo leap somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So, so it, it's a little bit tougher in the, in the, to me, it's a little bit tougher in the, in the pro league. Um, the, again, the vintage stuff, if you find a vintage, I think I found a vintage Miami hat down in Florida with the old logo on it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something too, if you want to dig into, you know, we always say research equals knowledge equals profit, know those old logos and grab those. Um, and right and now I think with the, uh, it's funny you say that because I will say about two to three weeks ago, I sold a Cowboys hat and it, and it, I, it looked funny to me. I just thought, what is this? Because in the nineties, everything was kind of off centered, very colorful, which is back now, but, Right. It, they called it what do they call it? Splash art or splash? Oh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, but anyways, it was basically like color art. It went from one side down here all the way across the top. Right. Yeah. And I listed for fifty, and it went in about three hours. You and you when you do that, don't you always think, oh man, maybe I yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I got messages on Instagram. I got messages like, oh, is that hat still there? Is that? And it wasn't even the best shape, even. But, but it, was, um, it was a vintage logo or a vintage hat. Yeah, or, the style, I guess. Style, it, was a, yeah. it wasn't even started. It was like a logo seven, I think. You, if you look at a game today, you see that people still wear their team apparel. Uh, so they're trying to be, you know, the ones are trying to be unique. They're trying to, to stand, I guess, stand out or just be different. Uh, and even, you know, they hats have become a thing now. It's like, oh, what? Oh, where'd you find that hat? Where did you get yeah. that? Yeah, you know, so so yeah, those vintage NFL hats they will go. Yeah, but yeah, learn those logos to where you can look at it and go, and even learn different errors because, like I said, that 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 hat went quick. Yeah, the other one that so. I I haven't sold recently, but the, I think it's the Shark Tooth one. Uh, uh, that kind of it's like a jagged design, whatever team it is. It's also kind of it's like a big splash of color, and it has like a jagged edge to it. I think they call it the Shark Tooth. All my college and NFL teams had that. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You mean the overall style? Yeah. Yeah, I think they call yeah. it the shark tooth or something like that, or shark something. Something and yeah, and it, it, it. What's the what's the best thing to think about is like, man, you know, put it up there if you think if you think it, put it up there. Somebody's going to offer you what it's worth. Oh yeah. You'll you'll drop it down if you if you've got it valued too much. Uh, you can't. You can't sell it if you don't have it bought and listed. That's true. So it doesn't exist. What do you pay for hats out there, Mo? I don't like to pay more than five dollars, and that's if it's super nice. Generally, I pay between ninety-nine cents and two ninety-nine. Right. So take a risk. Yeah. I mean, you you can. Yeah. I I don't get into the hat game completely, um, but I'm I'm addicted to hats. I mean, I am too. The problem is that I've seen is that it's. Eric, a little saturated now, I would say. Oh, or I think like I the, saw one number seventeen thousand listed or something like yeah. that. It's so. It's, so your basic, you know, even if it's like a '90s basic starter hat or 
um, it's not going to go. The ones I like to find, if I can find them, are like the spell outs, like, um, and any of like, because 90s is hot right now. So if you can find like a LA, LA hats do well. LA yeah. Raiders, LA Kings, um, even the White Sox hats, uh, anything that like early hip hop kind of guys would wear. Um, right. And because it was kind of, uh, yeah, there was, there was in all the videos and things. So right. it was, that kind of stuff, you know, if you can find on, it. On that aspect too, um, I, I just had this thought about like keeping up with hot just on, on the baseball side of it right now the uh what's the guy shino shinto yeah and yeah is that is that how you shinto, um, i'm not sure i don't really For watch the angels yeah i don't watch well, too much baseball that, there's a kid he's like 22 23 24 uh came out of japan he's the designated hitter for the uh angels and he's oh, okay. a pitcher Okay. And his his second game, he almost got a no hitter. Nice. So you know, if you if you kind of keep up with that, or hear, you know, just kind of scan Google News, whatever Google Sports, see who's running hot. Right now, I bet Angels hats are are climbing up. And it, it's funny because of him. Oh yeah, and then if you, I don't know if this is because I don't sell cards, and I don't know why I keep going back to cards, but my friend who does this. Whoever somebody, whenever somebody gets hot that hasn't, let's just, you know, they're not like someone that's been good their entire career, but they get right. hot all of a sudden, he'll go and buy their rookie cards and sell them immediately. This is a yeah. short window usually because usually, I don't know if he's he's going to stay hot forever. He might, you know, get injured next season. You don't know. Uh, but right now, anything of his when he was a rookie is probably going to sell well. Yeah. It, and that's that's the uh, just the thought, you know. That and that goes into our theme all along: research equals knowledge equals profit. Um, so that that's about beats up football. Yeah. Get get. I think we kind of covered all of the bases in that. Or that's a, yeah, I that's mean, baseball. I, we you, covered the we covered the field in football. Yeah. So I mean, when we talk <laughs> when you talk about like like soccer, like um, uh, in terms of memorabilia um or in terms of what to sell i'm not actually that uh, i don't really have a great deal of knowledge on cleats uh i, I think a lot of people that actually it, it's interesting a lot of people that actually don't watch the game have a lot more knowledge than me about cleat sales just from watching like youtube videos i can see that but what i it's actually ironic it's one of the few things that i actually collect but I don't really sell them. So I don't even know the real values. But what I do know is there's a big fake market out there for soccer jerseys. And I have a couple here. And I found these at the bin, so I didn't really spend too much. But like, uh, see, here. Barcelona is a pretty big team out there. Uh, so this jersey, at a glance, looks relatively legitimate. Gotcha. You can see that. But what you can't see and what you're supposed to see with every logo is every shirt, jersey has a, uh, a brand. And this one doesn't. It just says FCB or something like that, which is okay. But it's also supposed to say Nike. It's supposed to be, supposed to be a, a Nike swoosh here. Nike. But this jersey is identical, except it is missing the Nike little swoosh and the little Nike like tag and everything like that. So this is a huge thing, uh, and like in the soccer world, uh, fake jerseys. There, I mean, and it's actually big with uh, 
American sports too, like the basketball jerseys, football oh, jerseys yeah. too. But yeah, uh, that, uh, so so every kind, of, I guess, like every jersey, you know, football jersey, they're going to have. So same way, they're going to have to. They have some type of sponsorship brand. It's going to be a yep. Nike. It's going to be Adidas. It's going to be one of those. Typically, a shoe brand, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, and in England, so I'll give you this is a real jersey. I'll give you this, and then obviously, it's obviously going to have a tag. This is it's an England jersey, and that Umbro is the brand in England. But you can tell the difference. I mean, this one I actually bought, so I know it's real. But then here is a fake England jersey, and hold hold those up a little bit to the to your. Uh, it's not the same year, but you can see. The difference here. This is from the late '90s, early 2000s, right here. So this gotcha. is yeah. this is their old sponsor. They used to be sponsored by Umbro. Now this is by Goal, which technically might not be a fake. It might be kind of like a replica jersey. So I don't want to say this one's a fake, 100%. But this is not a real jersey because one thing you wouldn't say England on the back like this. It would have somebody's name or it would gotcha. say nothing. So things like that to watch out for because eBay is really cracking down. Um, I don't know if they have a Vero out for jerseys, but I'm, I'm guessing the individual brands are not going to be happy. If if I have a fake Barcelona jersey, Nike's not going to be happy that I'm trying to sell that. <laughs> no, they get, they get a little upset at that. And, yes. and they will – you're just a small guy, and, yes, they will pick on you. Yeah. Yeah. So and this one, to be honest, when I looked at that orange jersey at a glance, I just I grabbed it at the bin. So it cost me less than a dollar. It was right. with you know three hundred other pieces, but it's pretty obvious. But actually, I mean, at a glance, I couldn't tell. I just like, oh, that lo that looks relatively uh, close enough. Yeah, for, exactly. Yeah, for further inspection when you get home. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, as far as I mean, in terms of getting stuff that sells in, ter in terms of uh, what I like to buy uh, for soccer is mainly jerseys. Um, and I don't really resell them, to say. It's more of, I can remember the tournament. For me, it's each tournament. is I can tell which tournament. Like this is, let's see here. This is a replica jersey. This is a soccer jersey. This is a Scotland jersey from 1992. Okay. Let me ask you that. Let me, yes. I, okay. So you say each tournament. I'm sitting here, and I'll I'll say, you know, I'll see on the on the news or in the sports news. Oh, it's the such and such tournament. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. England is playing Germany, and it's like, yay! You know, you know so <laughs> next thing you know, uh, like three months later, they're like, uh, England's playing Germany for the championship, and then like three four months later, they go, oh, big championship! Wait a minute, we're we're programmed for once a year championship. Okay. But there's well, all these. Yeah, explain yeah. that difference to me. Well, okay. There's two different things. One thing you got club sides, and you've got national sides. So that's one thing. So your club side, the only equivalent I can think of is like, you've got, like the New York Yankees, are a club side, and the U.S. National Baseball Team is a national side. Is a national side. Okay. So and then you got your two basic tournaments. You've got your World Cup, you've got in European Cup, or if you're in a different continent, the Asian Cup, or then you've got the Copa America, you know, South American Cup, or the, in Africa, they've got their own tournament as well. So it depends which 
part of the year you're playing. And every two years is a tournament. There's, so there's a continental one, and then two years later, it's the world. Gotcha. So that's why okay. it never stops. It like, because there's qualifiers for it. You have to, the second that tournament ends, three months later, there's qualifiers for the Continental Cup. And then when that cup ends, then you're qualifying for the World Cup again. It goes on forever. It's a never-ending cycle. Okay. So does a player that's for a club side, does he also play for the national side? If he's lucky enough. Can he's he? only yeah. Like, yeah. You have to get picked. Um, but So it's like there's a pool of probably – I don't know, 20 to 50 players. And out of that, 22, I think, go to the World Cup or 25. Gotcha. I don't know what it is now, but it's, it's, they all don't get picked. And then so the club, can... every year it's the club sides that, uh, like uh, that jersey I showed you before, Barcelona, that's a club side. Right. And then okay. a lot of those players go on to play for their national teams as well. So you could find a, a Barcelona jersey and a, um, a Italy jersey with the same name on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. there's Italian players in Barcelona. There's, you know, French. There's probably, you know, you, there's American players that are play in Europe. Right, right. So you can get so. like, um, I don't know, who's uh, a hot American player right now. I should know that, but I don't. But like, for example, uh, Ronaldo, for example, who's a, a different Ronaldo from like the Brazilian we were talking about earlier. He's a Portuguese. He plays for Real Madrid in Spain plays for Portugal. So you can get a jersey with his name on the back of both of those if you wanted to. Gotcha. So I can okay. And then so the 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 tournaments. Yes. The tournaments are, are what happen every the, you know the the two big tournaments every two years. Game. Yeah, like this year is the World Cup. And so. they, if they're if if I'm not mistaken, like you said, oh I can tell what each tournament is. So the each jersey for that tournament for each tournament's different. Yeah, actually, that's where the big money is, and actually, in England, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a sore spot for a lot of people because a lot of parents go out and they want to buy their kids this year's World Cup jersey, and every single World Cup they complain about the cost going higher. I forget what it is, but it's like seventy pounds, I think, or something ridiculous like that, which is, I don't know, ninety dollars, right? Just for that replica jersey, and you buying it for an eleven-year-old. I mean, and that's just a jersey. I'm sure the you know, if you get the shorts and the socks, that's going to be who knows how much together. Right. You get the – got it. And do do they um, – will you see – you basically see those merchandise jerseys, right? I mean, yeah. what's the chances of, of running through um, – Finding a fake? Well, no one finding an actual game jersey. Uh, well – I'm sorry. What Let, I, me yeah, no. Let me yeah, rephrase. Let me rephrase it. Actually, finding a match jersey. A match jersey. Okay, <laughs> like like game day jersey. Um, I to be honest, what I've seen a lot on eBay, and you can type this in. You see a lot of them, um, kind of raffled off on eBay for charity. Like it will say if you type in like on go to eBay and type in soccer jerseys, the most expensive ones that have gone for most of the most expensive ones are either super old, like thirty or forty years old, or they're like game day jerseys, like you said, and they were raffled off for a charity. Gotcha. So they're exp- they're 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 highly prized. I've seen them for like yeah. fifteen, twenty thousand pounds, something like that, or dollars. I forget which one, but wow. um, yeah, those go for a lot. And then generally, they don't. I think they. I mean, every now and then you see them throwing them into the stands. That's probably how you'll get them. But um, 
they I don't see as much as I do like well I'm not in England now so I don't see as much but I mean I think you see more game day jerseys here in thrift stores than I think I don't know if that's a question for anyone that's maybe in England right now do you see them in New York I think you call them charity shops charity do you see shop, game day right. jerseys there I mean I would imagine not as much but who knows you never know you never know right so don't don't discount it don't I, I how would you even tell the difference just quality I think it might be the stitch. I don't know if they, well, for one thing, it will have the name of the person on the back. That's one, but anyone can get that stitched in. Um, a lot of times when people get them, I know personally, you try and run out and immediately get them to sign it as well. And then you take a picture while they're doing that. That's one way, that I guess. Uh, makes it authentic, right? Exactly. Because for one thing I have, and I don't know if, I haven't got it authentic, authenticated yet. Uh, my friend a few years ago gave me a hat. So he claims that it's a 1986 Boston Celtics hat that's signed by the complete team. I've seen it. It looks like that. I've never got it authenticated. I'll when I I'll dig it out one of these days. But you can see, like it says, like it says green, like AC green. It says like um, you can, it looks like it says Bird. It looks like it says McHale. <laughs> I don't know Some, if he's yeah. just messing with me, but I mean. And that would be cool if it was. I should really get that authenticated. Yeah, just I mean, what's it going to cost to get it authenticated? That uh, not much. Take it over. Yeah, it take, be much. Next time you're in Vegas, take it over there to the to uh, Gold and Silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in. Hey, Chumley. So you <laughs> get it. Yeah. Okay. So what on average? What's an average person going to find at a thrift store? Okay. Tomorrow I'm going out. What should I look for as far as equipment? As far as I mean, I see soccer balls, but I are, are soccer ball are good soccer yes. balls valuable. Yes, they are. Um, and they're every year they change. Every year, every World Cup there's a new soccer ball. That's another thing. Okay. Every season there's a new like with cleats. I should know more about cleats than I do. I don't know that much, but with cleats, every cleats are sponsored by a certain player, and so the. Okay. Every year those change, obviously, just like – so cleats are hot. Some uh, some cleats go for good, good money. You see them in the thrift stores. You can pick them up like like if Marshalls and Ross and places like that. Around where I am in the Bay Area, I never find good cleats uh, at like a Mar Marshalls or a Ross or something like that. I would have to go to like a Foot Locker or something to get a high-end Nike cleat for any sport, you know, football or soccer or anything like that. But uh, for I've I've seen videos of people picking up like uh, good cleats, like brand new Nike cleats, uh, like brand like nice ones at Ross and Marshalls and places like that. So there's a lot of other videos out there that would probably explain that better than explain I would, more. simply because I don't have the knowledge base in cleats. But um, other than cleats, um, in terms of reselling value, uh, jerseys are big. Uh, and you can find them at any thrift store. Be careful, though, like I said before, fakes. There's a lot of fakes out there. Um, and you want generally that comes down to the material. Uh, how is the stitching? How is the logo? How is the tag? Is it missing? Is the tag missing? Where is it placed? That kind of stuff like that. Now, and also there's some clubs. I know, um, I think 
Manchester is United is the top rated sports franchise in the world right now. It kind of goes back and forth, but yeah, they're rated yeah. some astronomical it, number. It, and so, you know, if you see a Man U, is that something that you go, ah, it's a Man U, it's going to sell eventually? Or... I, I've had issues selling soccer jerseys. I have a lot of Man U jerseys. Uh, I, I, I've, I've seen them play, and but I mean. They print so many of these things that I mean, from what I see, the the value of selling soccer jerseys is not. Maybe it's just because I'm in the American market. I don't know. Is isn't as hot as selling like uh, some of the basketball jerseys or football jerseys, like American football jerseys that I've seen. Right. But there's a you know, soccer is still the number one played sport. Yeah. In the world, and also it. it I'm not mistaken because of how many kids play soccer. So easy and to I've, play. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen so many people now posting about like, Oh, I'm going to watch this game or go, you know, uh, and, and you know, these are, it seems like the younger generation, the twenties, thirties below in American, they're grabbing soccer. They're grabbing hold of it. So. It was, I mean, I don't know the history of soccer in the U S is an interesting one. There's, I mean, they tried to, I mean, in that, I think it was from late seventies to the early eighties had a, a major soccer league. Uh, it, was, right. uh, it was the NACL or NASL or something like that, which was huge. It had like Pele on it there. They had oh, like yeah. these yeah, huge stars, um, but it was kind of too much too soon and it died. It didn't have the fan base. So, I mean, I mean, it's something that has to be more grassroots. And the problem with the U.S., in my opinion, I know we're getting off subject here, but I think American sports is too many good sports with huge fan bases. So you're going to have to take away from one of those to add to the other one. I mean, how do you and, do that? And maybe that's, you know, you look, my son, we had him in the soccer league. He's 30 now. You know, when he was in, he was, he was five, he played soccer. Yep. So maybe that, you know, that's why the 30 year olds and below are, are grabbing it more so because, um, because that's, you know, it was that league they played. And here's the difference I've noticed in football, uh, American football versus European football. And, and I don't know too many guys my age that are playing in a football league, maybe a touch league, maybe something like that. But there's soccer leagues for, for seniors. Yep. There's, you know, there's soccer leagues, you know, there's, there's soccer leagues all around. I've seen it in the Midwest. I've seen it in the South um, where, oh, I'm, I'm playing soccer tonight. You know, it's a, it's a great form of exercise. Oh yeah. So, I, I used to play an adult league for years and years and years. That's how I shattered my leg actually. That's uh, right. Yeah. I remember yep. you telling me that story. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so, you know, keep that in mind too, that that's a potential because there's equipment to be bought through that there's yep. the shoes the shin guards uh the gloves for the goalies um you know the balls the you know if you do see or what other kind of things would you think an adult soccer for league adult soccer league for? basically they provided the jersey that's one thing they provided the rest you got yourself so everyone's getting cleats obviously shin guards long socks like soccer socks usually like knee length socks um and that's about it other than that like it doesn't get that cold around here you get like similar like you said kind of a dry fit type long shirt and then people even some of them had like gloves uh, yeah. it's california i don't know why they really needed them but uh, they'd have like these 
little black glove type things Nike makes them, I think. So it's just, you know, if you where basically just trying not to get injured. So, oh, <laughs> to add to that, I guess, they would have yeah. a lot of, um, I don't know what you call it, but basically it looks like um, not plastic, but elastic, uh, and you would pull it up over your thighs, and it would go underneath your shorts, basically. And it's kind of like it like it like uh, suctions in your legs, so basically it's harder for you to pull a hamstring, um, similar to what they wear in basketball on their arms, but gotcha. uh, okay. on your on your thighs basically. So you'd see every single adult player was wearing those on both sides. You see these like things from right above the knee to like all going up you know, shorts, and it's just uh, just so you don't pull something. Um, I, I, I have them. I used to use them all the time because I'd pull things left and right. So you got it. So, so then you're, now you're talking into my area because, uh, sports creams, uh, yes. yeah. Knee braces. You don't want to uh, chafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got, you got a little hurt here. You got to, you know, now you got some, some sports medicine to talk about in that aspect. So, oh yeah. I mean, I can really get in, to be honest, I spent more time preparing mentally to go get up because we play these games and uh, they'd be on Sundays and you get up, you, you have to be there at eight in the morning and the ground, even though we're in California, the ground, the grass is always a little bit wet oh. and then you, nobody wants to get up and you've got a bunch of 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds. And uh, like everyone, you can see them strolling out there very, very slowly. So, um, <laughs> I'd creak and pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so. yeah, that's hilarious. But I mean, no, no, I'm definitely at the adult sporting. I mean, adult sporting arena is huge because you're only going to buy. Like, I remember I bought my shoes to play in that league that Friday night. I think it was before that Sunday. You go straight in and you buy whatever it was. There isn't. Oh, I'm going to check it here. No, no, no. I, no, I went no, in. You're going to buy. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna uh, is that something adult used soccer cleats would would no. think people no. Uh I mean I think you're I mean I think you're gonna see more if they're used cleats, they're probably gonna be from a high school or a college kid or below. Yeah. Because they're gonna get new ones. And if it's like someone like me, um, I'm probably not gonna um I'm gonna keep it. Been, and I'm gonna uh, because I'm gonna use it and use it and use it and use it. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But um, I remember my my last pair of cleats. I shouldn't say cleats is a cleat because when I broke my leg, they had to cut it in half. Oh, they had yeah. to cut. Yeah, they had to cut down. They had to cut my socks, my shin guards, and my cleat off because they couldn't take it off. So right. I have one cleat, one sock, and one shin guard left that <laughs> <laughs> <But> I kept. <laughs> you got. <laughs> they call you me maybe, Mr. Glass, but not for a good reason. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to talk about this minimalist movement again. Yes, Mo. One, one cleat. Is that now on the human side of that? Why do you keep that one cleat? Oh, uh, it's fun. As I remember, the last time I played, and this is going okay. back. It's got to be eight years or something like that since yeah. I went out. So there. it's but, it's a nostalgia thing. It's a memory. Yes. It's a memory thing. Okay, my one cleat. I kept. So. I kept it. You kept your one cleat. Did you get it signed? Have the other guy sign it? No, no. I, I just remember them telling me to get up. Nobody touched you. 
what's wrong with you? Because <laughs> kind of <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally sat down and then I just felt my my whole leg was throbbing like boom 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 boom. Oh, like man. this doesn't feel good. I don't think it can get up. So yeah, you're, not, you're not a you're the old you're not a doctor, but you don't think this is this is good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know something I just thought about. And we've talked kind of on on the man side of it and stuff, but soccer is also outside of football soccer is a much gender mixed sport yes you know yeah there's there's soccer leagues you know women's soccer leagues mixed leagues and the kids right next to the um, one we were playing there was a women's league and a men's league on the mm -hmm. field next to us so i mean yeah and so and, it's and not mixed just, teams too right so we just don't think about you know when we think of football we we tend to think of it strictly as a male sport um but that's changing you know there are yeah. some some inroads in that but yeah, soccer's and even the youth—they they don't have boy and girl leagues. Um, Usually not, but I know with soccer with adult leagues, you see it like over forty fives, and it's men and women. You see yeah. that with softball too, as well, actually. So I mean, right, uh, softball's another one that that mixes gender. So, but, so yeah. Well, there, you know, there's there's that's that's great insight to think of, like, because how much, you know, you see stuff out there all the time it's not people say well, i have trouble sourcing man if if you know what's out there and what's selling you won't have trouble sourcing and that's no. one thing to add is, is soccer and football um you know look at the things that we've talked about today that that we can start adding oh yeah there's so many things i could go off and talk about we barely touched on it but i mean there's literally like i mean we were talk we started off talking about memorabilia and kind of went into adult leagues there but i mean yeah. if you were to go into you know there's action figures there's posters there's you know oh, yeah. books and like instructional oh. videos and like uh, i mean there's all kinds of stuff i remember i used to play tennis a lot and we had all these instructional vhs tapes back then but i'm sure they're on dvd or maybe on youtube now i don't know but uh that kind of stuff is huge to instructional stuff. Oh, that's a great point. I mean, like I said, posters. Yeah. Um, again, in the memorabilia, what else would be in? Yeah, it, it's soccer instructional. It, that kind of blows my mind because you know, it's a ball. You kick it. You try to get in the goal. That would be if I was a coach of a soccer. That's what you do. Yeah. So yeah. basically, that's it. <laughs> I remember because I, I used to coach the uh, like under 14s, under 16s. And basically, it was a giant, it looked like an orange bag, giant orange bag full of soccer balls, maybe 20 of them. And then cones, orange cones. Yeah. And then, you know, um, and then that was it, basically. Um, and, but I mean, as far as the stuff the kids would bring with them, it was all kinds of stuff, you know, and in their soccer bags. I'm not sure if they had it. You know, they had multiple pairs of shorts. That's another thing. Um, sure, and they would always match. The shorts would always match. The socks would always match the jersey. <laughs> and this is at a practice. This isn't even your team and jersey. You got to look the part. That's the whole thing, isn't it? You got to look yeah, the part. That's true. Yeah. Now, would that stuff be something? Is to me as a parent, uh, parents would look for that online. It's like, man, if, if you know, if he wants four pairs of shorts. Well, one thing you were saying next is, year he's out, you know, yeah, next I mean, year he's growing out of it. I mean, back in the day, I mean, this is pre-internet. Uh, they would have these catalogs. 
I forget. I, maybe it's, I think it's Soccer America they used to do it. They would send out these catalogs. Everyone would buy from catalog. And what these teams would do is they would basically give out a color. Like your school, your high school, your junior high, your team would have, a, you know, we're blue and white. So everything would have to be blue and white. And then usually they'd pick a brand. Like, you know, you're, we're going to have Puma. We're going to be Diodora. We're going to be Adidas, Nike, whatever it was. And then these kids would go out and get everything in that. So the socks would be that blue and white. The shorts would be blue and white. The bags would be blue and white. The water <laughs> bottles would be blue and white. The ball holders would be blue and white. All of this stuff. And I'm like, I remember they would come out to practice. And, and this is like a regular rec team, nothing fancy. You didn't have to you know, try out or anything. And I'm like, wow. I mean, if you played the way you dressed, <laughs> you'd, you'd be, be on the World Cup team. <laughs> well, and yeah, keep that little look how expansive that is because there's church leagues, you yeah. know, soccer church leagues. There's city soccer leagues. There's, yeah. you know, and if they're all trying to dress apart, that's a lot of apparel that, as, as you and I know, most people don't resell that they may hand it down to the next you know oh the moms get together or the dads yeah. get together and resell but most people just store it in a in a bin in their garage till they have that garage sale oh yeah or give I mean, it to goodwill yeah every now and then you if you go to goodwill and you see like a bunch of you know junior t-shirts that are all the same size with different numbers on it you know what happened you know they used right. it one season next season they've got a different color or a different they team or something man that's kind of a it's that's kind of a brilliant way to for those companies to uh, to to make money you know, on yeah. that aspect is like the teams, you know, to me, my my thrifty self's going to say, no, we're going to use the same color for the next thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's, it's it's funny you say this though, because if you go to high end areas, you'll see this with where did I see this? It was in San Jose, and I saw this with I think they were golf shirts, but they were dry fit Nike dry fit golf shirts and they had the high school logo on them oh and there's like God. eight of them so i'm like that wasn't different sizes so you know that wasn't but it's all the same color the same logo same high school insignia but it was like eight of them all in a row i'm like oh wow. i mean oh, that's interesting now would you would you, would it has a logo like that i'm out. i wouldn't grab it ah uh, i wouldn't grab it if it has a high school logo unless yeah. you know that's a you know a I mean, I wouldn't. What what I would grab, which is kind of like I see a lot of North Face and Patagonia stuff with like Ski Lodge written on it. That I would that, grab. That that would grab. Yeah. And then Nike yeah. tournament. There are some dry fits. You'll see it with like a golf a lot, a lot with golf tournaments. Every now and then, if it's like a like an obviously an adult tournament, like a, maybe an NCAA tournament or a, a PGA sanctioned tournament. Then you can grab that, like Masters shirts. Yeah, if you can grab those, they don't. Those are good. Those are yeah. good sellers. They get on the golf side. On okay, so we've talked the kids, the the high school. They're going to do some cleats. They're going to do kind of like I would say. I would guess uh, in soccer, the shin guards and that kind of stuff is like the football. Um, yeah, you don't yeah, really. You're not. You're not going to reuse. They unless want to. you're in my family, we're not going to be getting hand, hand me down chain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's something not to look for. But uh, what does a typical pair of socks, soccer socks, go for for a kid? I mean, to your, be honest, depends if they're logoed or not. Like if they're it's like Nike or Adidas socks, you can actually get them on sale for pretty cheap, like under ten bucks sometimes. Some okay. of them are expensive, but they're not that expensive. I would honestly, if 
if you're looking to buy for yourself, go to Ross and Marshall's. That would be the best place to get those. Um, uh, they have a place called Big Five Sports around here, which is like a, it's kind of like the Ross for sporting goods. Um, so that can, but I mean, uh, as far as reselling, those are actually really good to bundle on Amazon. Um, like if you have like say soccer socks, and um, maybe not a shin guard, but like uh, like a ball bag and a ball or something like that. Gotcha. Good point. Uh, yeah. That would be good. Like try not to make it too specific. Like if you do color schemes together, that's good. But like um, I mean, that kind of stuff sells because it's it's a time saver for a, for a parent. So. For the parent, yeah. A lot of that's a good point, Mo. Good, real good tip there about that's a pro tip. Bundle on that stuff, save that parent time. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, they're they're going to buy it again next year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And and if they have multiple kids same age, man, they're buying two, three outfits. Got to run here, run there. Yeah, it can be time saver. And the funny thing about kids is I've seen it where kids at the beginning of the season have shoes, and then halfway through the season, like it could be like three, four months. They have to get another pair of sneakers. I mean, a pa another pair of cleats, because you know they've grown. I mean, they've grown. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's on say thirteen to seventeen somewhere in there. So, so. all right. So you you kind of talked about it a little bit uh, when you were in your league and stuff. And this is my big question: is yes. when I was in Louisiana with family, um, the young ones they all played soccer. Why in God's green earth do they start playing at eight o'clock in the morning? Can't they play that sport about two in the afternoon? <laughs> well, it makes it makes sense in California because, especially, I shouldn't say all year round, but at least in the summertime, because by I would say eleven, twelve o'clock, it gets pretty hot. And I imagine in Texas, in the South, in Florida, it can get super hot. Well, they play in the fall. It's all. It's a fall. Yeah, it's definitely a fall and winter. It's game. supposed to be a winter yeah. game. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the English start then. I think the league starts in late August and it goes and ends in May. So when is the championships? The, those tournaments that you talk about is that tournaments the same are time every ironically year? in the summer usually um, every okay. two years. Like this year, it's uh, in the summertime in Russia. Uh, <laughs> But oh, wow. here's an interesting thing. Yeah, that's another one. That's another topic. But <laughs> uh, uh, in four years, it's in, um, what do you call it? UAE, I believe, the Emirates. And it's in the summertime there. I it's 150 degrees. It could be more than that with, I don't know how that. So the, the rumor is that they're going to put it, uh, push it back or pull it earlier. So, or they're going to have indoor yeah, stadiums. Have indoor. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in. yeah, that's, that's crazy. That, okay, that's that's a good point. So gear up for if you're if you're gearing up and planning, gear up for summertime for your tournament. Yes, water bottles that's are always great. Uh, one thing I always notice, I remember every time I would go out, somebody forgot a water bottle because you see people run in late and like, oh, I don't have water. I don't have water. Do you have water? So water bottles are always. Uh, I remember nearly as important as you know your cleats is do i have a water especially for an adult <laughs> league because you'll literally pass out right yeah well yeah, yeah. that's a, it's an exhaustive it can be an exhaustive sport yeah. so no i'm from from what i could see I'd, I'd make like one pass and i'd be dead on the field so but but okay so so let me show you the sports bottle in the south 
We take an empty jug. There you go. And that's that's not going to happen in a soccer league, huh? You're no. going to have to have your okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It'd be a plastic bottle. You don't want any kind of. I mean, there's people that have Gatorade or something like that, but I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it would be generally a plastic type of bottle. With the um, with a logo with the, the the color of the of the week. Yeah, you want to you want to see yeah. my water bottle? Here, here it is, right here. That's your one, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my mine is a is a former cran cranberry juice cocktail that I've cleaned out. <laughs> so just just to, the the funniest thing ever. This is really going off topic. Is the guy that this guy must have been? I I remember he told me his age. He was seventy eight years old, and we would have these soccer leagues where you could basically people wouldn't show up so they'd have back to back to back to back games and so if your team didn't have somebody they would you could jump onto another game and this guy would show up at eight in the morning he played a game he'd get game after game after game after game i remember our game was the fourth game and he's all he he played our in our team but we didn't have enough people and then at the end of the game he walked off to the sideline opened his uh cooler and he had a 12 pack and he was handing it out. I'm like, how the hell are you drinking that now? I'm about to throw up, and you're drinking that. And he's all, well, uh, if you don't drink it, I will. I, I need to go finish building my shed. And he, he he downed it, put his container away, and then he set, he went off. I'm like, went off. Uh, this guy was 78 years old. That's you go find that guy again, Mo. You get his blood transfused. Bill, his name was Bill. I remember Bill. <laughs> and and you, that's the type. Those are those anomalies. Those are those Stanley superhumans that we need to blood transfusions from. I mean, he looked old, but he took off his shirt. He was completely ripped. Man, that's so. awesome. That I, I I kudos to those people. <laughs> And he did it too, you know. Yeah. In reality, he may have done. As soon as he got in the car, as soon as he got home, he went. He napped for three days, probably. Yeah, you know, he just did it to show every. <laughs> Sometimes when you're older, you like to show all. You know, show the young ones. Ah, it's no big deal. Come back and go. Oh man, did I get? <laughs> so you never know. But kudos for playing four games straight. Yeah, I mean, I played half of one. And... <laughs> Bill, if you're out there, call us. Get a hold of us. So, he's probably how many years ago was that? Four? You said four or five uh, years maybe, ago? Uh, maybe six or seven years ago. So he's probably eighty-five now. Still, yeah. still out there hitting it. Yeah. Still building houses. Building, still building houses. He's the Jimmy Carter of of sport of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna keep going. So. Well, that's good. Uh, anything else, Mo? You want to wrap it up? You wanna... I think we're. I think we're good. I think maybe in a, a later episode, we'll, I'll bring in some actual memorabilia once I get it out of my garage. But we. Uh, but I think we covered everything we wanted to right there. Uh, I think the main point there was, you can sell in a, a subject or in a, one of your hobbies, and you can make good money in it if you know what to look for and do a little research. So I mean, and always research equals knowledge equals profit. Exactly, exactly. So we've rambled on for a bit here, um, but um, you can catch us on Facebook. Uh, we've got a, a group, a reseller niche uh, Facebook group, and we're also on iTunes. If you'd like to leave us a review, 
that would be fabulous or catch us on YouTube on the uh, playback. If you want, if you're listening to us live, thank you. Uh, if not, um, we will be back probably next week and we'll be trying to mix it up and talk about different things, but for myself and for us, we will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Reseller Niche podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes.